0: G'day and welcome to The Grass Is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. G'day and welcome again. Before we kick into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about our fantastic new website. Not only can you search for and listen to past episodes, We've also included a cool new feature that allows you to leave feedback, leave a comment or ask a question via a voice message simply by clicking the link. So give it a look at tgigpodcast.com.au. Now let's get into today's episode. I'm really excited about giving you this interview. It's about purpose. Now this can be a very overwhelming topic for all of us considering your life's purpose. Questions like, why was I put on this planet? What is my purpose? What are my passions? What does a meaningful life look like to me? They're huge questions. If you're going to tackle them head on, good luck. That that is a big mountain to climb. Today's guest is a person by the name of Hector Garcia. If you haven't heard of Hector, he with another writer, four years ago, wrote a book called Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. And Hector has lived in Japan for nearly two decades. He's a Spanish-born writer, and he decided to bring some Japanese culture to the Western world. And through his own journey of wanting to discover his own life's purpose, He and his co-author, Francesc, um, uncovered this concept called Ikigai, which the Japanese simply call your reason for getting out of bed in the morning. What I love about Ikigai is um, rather than focusing on your purpose in life, it gets you to focus on things that you're good at. What are you good at? What do you love? What does the world need and what can you get paid for? And by working your way around this these uh, concepts, you start to build up to a greater purpose. And I'll tell you what I loved about my chat with Hector is I, I recommend you just let Hector wash over you because he's an extremely calm and clear person. And he certainly wrote his book that way. His book went on to sell more than 2 million copies. So it's an extremely um, successful story. The things that I, I want you to just check on in the interview, what is Ikigai? Hector takes us through that. The importance of a meaningful life. How the Ikigai culture lives and breathes in Japan. I actually challenged Hector to talk us through his own version of Ikigai and a couple of other concepts that he mentions in in his book which i really love uh, one called wabi-sabi which is really about um, you know resilience and 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 life being imperfect and the art of kintsugi which is the art of breaking something like a teacup or something like that and gluing it together with with gold the symbolism of that is that um, it becomes more beautiful and more strong um, despite its breakage. I know you're going to love the episode. Hector is an amazing person. As I say, let him wash over you and enjoy learning about Guy. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released i'm really excited today to be joined by hector garcia all the way from tokyo in japan how are you hector
1: fine thank you I'm like enjoying a little bit of a chilly weather after the hey, whole are you
0: <laughs> well you're coming into your winter aren't you
1: yes i guess the reverse of you yeah
0: exactly right
1: um,
0: I wanted to, for the listeners that don't know you and haven't heard of your your books, particularly your most famous book, Ikigai, I wanted you to just explain that you're Spanish and and you've been living in Japan for, I think, 16 years now. So tell us a little bit about your journey in coming to Japan living in Japan and, and writing in Japan.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was uh, raised. I was born and raised in in Spain. In, a Medi- in fact, I, it was it's a Mediterranean village next to the sea. So I was. I my memories of my childhood, it was it's always like I was in in a paradise. I was next to the beach. It was a very little town where everyone knew each other and everything was nice and beautiful, <laughs> but for some reason, I always wanted to go somewhere, to go explore the world Yeah, and I did not have like a concrete place, but like Japan might have been one of those. And for some reason, I ended up here. Yeah. Uh, not somewhere else, but it was not intentional to come here. It was an organic thing that happened to me because I applied after studying computer science. I applied to many internships. And in fact, it was like many internships to the United States, uh, <laughs> to Japan, to Switzerland and I got rejected from everything except Switzerland and Japan. So I went to, I was briefly in Switzerland, and then after that came to Japan, where I've been now here yes, six, 16 years. Like Amazing. And I'm really happy here in Tokyo. It's a crazy city. But <laughs> when I talk with Japanese people, and I show them pictures of my hometown in Spain. They they say, why why I'm in Tokyo if yeah. I, I, I'm coming from paradise. So and you probably me...
0: had beautiful, warm summers there, I bet, in the southern part of Spain.
1: Yes, it was like very Mediterranean. How, like, yeah. It's one of those places that there is almost no winter and... It is always is like optimized to have like long springs and long autumns, a very short winter, and summers are a little bit hot.
0: <laughs> and how did you then get into your writing? Were you a writer when you came to Japan? For me,
1: writing now that I look back uh, into into what i did when i was young i was i was always writing diaries writing in my diary it was a natural thing to me to write to put my thoughts into writing all my life and taking notes and everything so again when i go back home in spain and i open my old closet everything outside of the closet it's already gone my parents like you've been (laughs) away so long like no but i opened there and it's filled with uh, my my diaries from a long time ago and then when the internet came i started right i the one of the first things i did was like create a website like one of those like in the 90s that you went to geocities and i started using the website in an interesting way I, I i started kind of blogging before blogging was even a word so i was writing like every day or every couple of days i was adding like a piece of text about whatever it was usually it was kind of boring it was usually about something i was learning like, yeah okay today i learned and in those times it was totally random to Today I learned something about polar bears. Today I learned <laughs> I read this book and this is what I think about the book. And then the real blogging came and one of the my last years of uh, in college I created a real blog. It was 2003 and yeah. that that blog I started writing before coming to Japan but when i came to japan i like that block to like it was already a little bit popular in spain before coming to japan but when i arrived to japan i started uploading pictures of my me being here and writing yeah. about trying to explain about what i was i didn't understand anything of japan so i, I tried to explain things i as i saw them And that was 2004. And that blog, I renamed it and I called it A Geek in Japan. And to this day, I'm still writing the blog. It's going to be in a few, it's going to be 20 years of writing in a blog. And the blog became like one of the, it was one, at some point, it was the top, in the top three most. Popular blogs in Spain, personal blogs, like there were like blogs made by companies, like personal blogs, like written by one person. It was like the one of the most popular. This was before Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. I don't know if it was because I was good or not, but it was certainly because I was. But I was the first writing about Japan in in Spanish language out there. Yeah. And before that, there was no. Japan was very. It was, I think it's still very mysterious, but these days you have YouTube, you have Instagram. You can spoil. I always tell people, like, don't look. If you've never been in Japan, it's better not to look at YouTube or Instagram because it will spoil you. It's better to discover. It's better to come here and then you watch YouTube. So at that point, I was a little bit like spoiling people, but it was just text and pictures. Yeah. And that's my story of writing. And then after two, three years, I put everything into a Word document and I called it, it was very naive. I, I exported to a PDF and I said, this is my book. Okay. And I sent the book to more than 50 publishers in Spain and no one answered except one person and that person it was one of the he was very he kind of changed my life because he said let's publish your book wow. and that was the first time i was published like in spain in 2008 and then that book was titled uh, a geek in japan in spanish And then we sold the rights to English and it came now in every airport in Japan, you can see a geek in Japan is one of the most uh, selling books. It's like Japan one-on-one is an explanation about uh, Japanese culture.
0: Japan. Yeah. Japanese culture. Well, and then so you had, despite having written many books, You've then gone on to write uh, Ikigai, yes. and many people may not, may not have read Ikigai or even may not even know of the concept of Ikigai, and I just wondered if you could, for those listeners, just um, talk us through what Ikigai is, yes. how you came to write the book, and also how you've seen it applied in Japan
1: so ikigai is a japanese word that means uh, your purpose in life or your reason for being i also like saying that is like that thing that what makes you wake up in the morning looking forward to your day like you say wow this is gonna be an amazing day." that thing that's your ikigai and if you are not waking up looking forward to your day that's okay like if it's one two days per week yeah. i think that's very human then you you have a couple of coffees and maybe <laughs> you change your mood or whatever but if if that's happening to you every day like every day you are not looking forward to your days that that means that you are not i see Ikiga, you can see it however you want i try not yeah. to I try not to set, like tell you how to use it. Uh, in the book, we just set the definition yeah. of what Ikigai is, and you use it for yourself, however, however it works. I see it, Ikigai as a, as a compass pointing somewhere.
0: Yeah, and, I agree.
1: And if my, if my life and everything that I'm doing every day is not aligned with the compass of my Ikigai, I will start feeling tension. And that tension will come up in different ways. I will feel stressed. I will feel like low motivation to do things. Like all these kinds of things. So that's where awareness is very, very important. You have yep. to that's a very good check in the mornings. Uh, you say, okay, I'm looking forward to my day or not. If you are not, that's a, that's a check that You are starting to be disaligned with your 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 ikigai.
0: Ikigai, yeah.
1: And and I'm starting to rumble, but yeah, that's the basic, that's (laughs) the basic thing. So once once you start being aware that you are not aligned with your ikigai, you you can start making little little changes in your life to to do more things that align with what you love doing or what you're good at doing, and start having a a meaningful life because it's having a meaningful life it's uh, i believe is the most is one of the most if not the most important things uh, oh, we we have right yeah. because yeah. if we have like x we can believe anything we can every every human being in the planet we can have different beliefs about uh, the afterlife about any belief system religion yep. spiritual but we all can agree that we are now here in this thing called planet earth for a certain time that has given been given to us and we are in these bodies and minds and in this limited time that we have the best that we can do is to to have the most meaningful time that we we can or maybe having the most meaningful might be feel a little bit stressful i i'm like an engineer and like oh no i'm being meaningful today or not then you can get yeah but do at least be aware that we have to have meaningful lives if not we might regret when we get when we are 80 or 90 like well why why was i working in this job that i didn't like
0: Well, I think that's what I love about the Ikigai concept because when you talk about it being like a purpose or a meaning, what gives you a life meaning, that can seem overwhelming. But the way the Ikigai is framed, it is it is in those small parts and it's about building different areas of your life building in different areas of your life to build up to a bigger um, more o- overarching um, feeling I guess we, and, and that's what i I, th- I found really um, accessible about it because it, you, you know you can sort of get your head around it because it's in those smaller components. Mm.
1: Yeah, yes yes that's the also <laughs> when you when you are another indicator that you are we we've all had these times in our life that we feel like maybe bad things happen to us like during the day but we feel invincible we feel like whatever like and there are other times that like the very little things will annoy us like we get a stupid email and we get annoyed that's an also an indicator indicator that we are not uh, living our meaning our ikigai
0: yeah um so have you seen do you see the japanese really applying or or not applying but um do they talk openly about this concept, or is it just something that's a bit unsaid? I know that Japan can be a little let bit me, like that, can't let it?
1: Let me explain. So, Ikigai is not a word that it's used sometimes, but it's not a, a word that yeah. Japanese will throw away. But easily, they because it's for them, it's something in their culture, it's not. Hmm. It's very difficult to explain how it is. And is it, more, per, it more of a
0: personal it's, thing for their personal?
1: It's already, they don't think it's a special In fact, it is me and my co author, Francesc, and some other people who have created this, uh, like the meaning of Ikigai. Yeah, is, We have exported it to the, the Ikigai philosophy, it's kind of a foreign yeah. thing. It's not a Japanese, but how I see it like the Japanese, you see it in how they behave. And I'm going to explain it with some examples. Like they, they behave like they don't, they, they don't retire, for example. Yeah. Or they pretend. There is not a sense of retirement like we have here, like in other places, like we retire and we will do nothing. Yep. So
0: and you they, even mentioned in the book that there's not even really a word that means that.
1: Yes, it's it's different. It's a different feeling. So yeah, it's a different thing. So, and, and that's, uh, that, why is that? And they don't use the word ikigai, but it's kind of following your ikigai. Yeah. After you finish, like working in like whatever job you did, you keep doing things. And for example, we met people in Ogibi, where I remember seeing like like a tennis uh, teacher teaching kids to play tennis, and he was uh, he was in his (laughs) eighties. We saw people driving, uh, like like a taxi driver like 90 years old we saw like we met a uh, I, I shouldn't i don't know if i can say guy we met an old man who was 100 <laughs> 108 years old and he showed wow. us a picture of him driving a motorcycle when he was 100 years old uh, and they, met, they're, uh, not see, they're not they're
0: yes. see, not seeing that as unusual that just that's just what they do
1: yeah, so that that's that's the thing. They don't see, uh, they don't yeah. see it, and and they keep. And I think they are proud. the The point is that, and I don't like they, they keep. There are these words that might have different meanings. They keep being busy, but without yeah. being stressed It's a different yes. busy than than we have yeah. in I think in the US. So, you see always people being busy but in not a stress way and of course this is not true for whole japan i'm talking now about the place we visited in ogimi which they are the longest living people in the world in tokyo it's a very typical city where people get stressed and there are all kinds of city problems yeah but in tokyo you can also see the unemployment is almost unexistent because you see people the distribution of things to do this is a little bit mysterious but you see people for example in an elevator there will be an employee pressing the buttons of the elevator and this person will be happy because they have a job they feel meaning and you might think as a foreigner oh this is a useless job or in a shop there might be three people doing the work of in a country like spain we would have one person here in yeah. Japan, they have three. One will be in charge of putting everything together in the bag. The other will give you the receipt. So everyone, I think this distributes the meaning to everyone. Let's see if that yep. makes sense, yeah,
0: yeah, it does make sense. Um, know, I, I thought, and I put you up to this to maybe even just explain how you you could use. The ikigai concept for yourself.
1: For myself. So, in the way that uh, I, first of all, I you should you should try to write down. This is an exercise. Yeah. You should try to write down what your ikigai is, which not many people does, and I do this. From time to time, yeah, uh, it usually doesn't change, but sometimes it changes a little bit, and it should be a long sentence. so for for me, as an exercise, uh, like in fact, it was like when I was the the reason I wrote the book is because I was lost in life. It was a moment like I was a little bit lost in life, and I didn't know. What should I do? Or yep. what I am supposed to do. I'm confused. And, and that's why I wrote Tiki Guy to try to figure out okay, yeah, what, for yourself. What, what is all this about? So it's a book I wrote for myself, and that kind of resonates with everyone, I think. In fact, that's the reason I met my co-author francesc He he proposed to me. We were having a long walk, and I was a little bit depressed that day. I think I was saying negative things, and he 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 proposed to me. Let's write a book together to heal yourself. <laughs> and then I explained to him the word ikiga, and and he said, "Let's let's let's write let's a book about that. yeah." And if you write down, for example, for an example for me is like let's let's try like my ikigai is writing, okay? So that's a that's a bad ikigai sentence. Yeah. Because you are not defining anything, just writing is like okay. You just sign you, what you're doing. Yes, you, you have to include like we have the you have to include different elements, the what what you love doing, that's okay then you have to put something that you are good at and then you have to put an element like a financial element yeah the reality of uh, like where we'll yeah something uh, we'll you be can be, see. and yeah. then how how can you help the rest of the people around you how to yep. help the world because if not you can become a if it's just writing and I think that's it's also okay. You can also become a crazy artist, like. Yeah. But I think to balance everything more, you have to put elements of all this. And for me, it would be so. My ikigai is writing the best I can. So it's I like writing, so that's yep. okay. Best I can. That's supposed because uh, I'm supposedly becoming good at it so uh, hopefully people will read my words and through reading my words their lives will change for the better yeah that will help people's lives to be will help people to have better financial lives and also at the end i will also be benefited myself so and that's a whole... Yeah, and that's,
0: the impo- that's an important part of it as well. Of course it is. Um, uh, I, I have to say, I have loved the the book from that point of view because it's a framework that you feel like you can play with, exactly how you've just done that there. And, and I, I've actually... Um, he used the diagram there many times just to to write myself and i think that's that's the nice part about it it's not about solving a problem in one go it's something to play with and consider and think about and you might change some elements it's just a a work in progress isn't it
1: yes so that's uh, you can change elements and maybe, uh, and it also t- people one of the questions that most of the people do is like, can I have different Dicky guys? Or, yeah, uh, yes, you can. And uh, in fact, I think it's natural that it might change through your life. Maybe at some point you are more focused in your family. Yeah, uh, at some point you are like, okay, I want to travel all around the world and I don't care about anything else. Or, and sometimes there is some, I don't know if lucky people or like chosen ones, but these are, I looked at, I always forget, there was a study that this is not almost no one of us is like, there's some people who like you're five years old, you start playing the piano and that's all Uh, you do until you're 90 years old or you start painting and i think that's beautiful and we are all amazed with when we find when we see these people and like usually they they become like like masters of what they do yeah but for the rest of us i think it must be it's an organic way we can change there might be there might be you might notice some constants and that's also good for so for example for me that constant is writing but i was a very obsessed software engineer also for more than <laughs> more than 20 years i think like programming computers so yep. that's also that's still something i love doing so yeah i like both things if 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 you have one thing that's okay if you are transitioning depending on the stage of love of your life that's also okay and as you're saying it can be a playful thing like just have the ikigai ikigai word to help you focus or rebalance in those moments when you feel unbalanced in life then you say okay what is this i remember this ikigai thing
0: Yeah, and I think it's important that it it evolves as well because as our life evolves, our priorities evolve. You know, when you were describing that about the master, my thought went to, I've read books where, for instance, Andre Agassi, who is a famous tennis player, hated tennis. He he was good at it. He was brilliant. He could (laughs) get paid lots of money. And he'd done it his whole life, but there came a time in his life where he wasn't giving him happiness, so he needed to do something else. And that, that will happen for all of us, I guess. Um, One of the parts in the latter part of the Ikigai book, which I really love and, I, and I've reflected on a lot, is the concept of wabi-sabi. And um, I just wondered if you could explain that a bit the meaning of wabi-sabi and the concept of it because i think right now in the world uh, what we're all going through it's uh, a time that's requiring us to have a lot of resilience and and um really Um, just to keep focused on what we can control
1: so wabi-sabi it's again one of those untranslatable Japanese uh, words or it's a, it's an expression that is almost it's more than a word it's almost a philosophy or a way of seeing the world yeah it's used it was is used originally in japanese art or aesthetics to mean that something that is is imperfect is more beautiful than the perfect version so if yep. you have a If you have a, if you design a cup of tea, a Japanese artist, you can make the borders imperfect, or you cannot like, you can even break it and the broken cup, then you repair it with gold. And then the broken cup will be wabi-sabi. It will be imperfect, but it will be more beautiful than the original one. And in fact, wabi-sabi, artists that use wabi-sabi in a very subtle way in japan the what they make is usually much more expensive than the perfect cups for example. yeah this is a wabi wabi wabi-sabi kind of seeing things and we see this also if you start observing you can use this as an artist in your home you can get for example a piece of uh Uh, a board of uh, goods and make your own table in your backyard and it might be if you make it yourself and it's with an old piece of goods and you polish it yourself and you make it yourself and it the borders are imperfect or, or a little bit broken it might be more beautiful than if you buy a perfect uh, table from ikea of course it will be more beautiful and that's that's the idea of wabi-sabi yeah and then this word was used in japanese arts since in fact this is more than 400 years ago but now it's it's used in in daily life and it's is used more, in fact, than ikigai, wabi sabi. Yeah, and it's used to mean that that it can be applied to our lives too, like and to ourselves. We are imperfect beings, and whatever project we start, it's okay to fail, and there is yep. nothing wrong with it. Uh, we figure in out. In
0: fact, it can be a good thing.
1: Yes. So, and that's that's that's. Exactly, that's exactly it, Tim. So, that's the if sometimes those imperfections are what makes us unique as human beings. Like, without the imperfections, it would be yours, you will be like your personality will be lost. And I've been thinking a lot about Wabi Sabi this year because in this Japanese, in fact, there is a contradiction I was thinking because you you see Japanese as being very perfectionists, yeah, that might be, but that that's wrong they they aim to perf- to make things better, but the goal is not to make a perfect thing for Japanese yeah. people. But the point of Japanese people is that they will keep improving things. And that's how they make and they have made the most powerful like car companies in the world, manufacturing. Yeah. And things like that. But they are far, they are very aware that perfection does not exist. And that perfection thing might, I think I blame like the Greek philosophers like Plato, like the world of ideas where everything is perfect. But if you think about it outside of mathematics in the real <laughs> yeah. world, yeah, like something perfect is just a metaphor. Oh, this day was perfect yeah. and beautiful. Okay, you may, maybe.
0: Well, what I love, I think the way you described it in the Ikigai book was the life is fleeting and it's going to be full of change. I think that's when we set ourselves up for a bit of failure at times is when we are searching for perfection and
1: it's yes, nearly certain. You're not going an, to achieve it. <laughs> so, that's you can another, only end one way. That's another one of the points of Wabi Sapi. And that's yeah. also a very profound Japanese thing that nothing yeah. lasts forever. Uh, and And this is also this is also something that is very inside the japanese culture and their way of thinking like things don't last forever yeah that's kind of a little bit shocking for a foreigner when you first come here it's like a little bit yeah weird like you see it in cities and the way they build like they destroy things and create new things all the time they don't care i think it has something to do with earthquakes and tsunamis they, they've been destroyed so many times. Yeah. they're not they, worried. Um, yes, they are. I think they are always worried. Or, but, <laughs> well, but this in is a perfect way. Like they are accepting it. It's like they are accepting that everything will be transient,
0: must change. Um, You've written a new book, which I have only just read this year, called Ichigo Ichie. And. I thought that was a beautiful book as well, and but in that book you and you just touched on it a, a few minutes ago. The ritual is it a ritual or is it an, an art? The kintsugi, which really is um, merging in with the wabi sabi. There with uh, what that what kunsa, kintsugi is. Yes. Can you explain so,
1: that? K- kintsugi. Kintsugi is the art of repairing not repairing because you're broke you're breaking yeah you break it on, you're purpose. Breaking on purpose so you break whatever like you you built uh, a cap and then you break it and you have to restore it with uh, gold yeah uh, it makes it really beautiful and it's it's not easy I, i've done one of those I didn't go serious, but I did. Uh, how to say a workshop, and it's very yeah. difficult. So to do so, oh, it would be it, it's, yeah. it's imperfect, but to do it beautifully is not easy. Like you have to be. There are really masters yeah. in the who, are, who are specialized in kintsugi, and yeah. they make cups that are very. They, they they cost like thousands of dollars <laughs> like this
0: yeah and this is the <laughs> so whole thing make, is that the the, the repaired version
1: is is an art in Japan
0: yeah and then the repaired or the the that has been repaired with the gold is seen as more beautiful than the original
1: I guess the original and and
0: that was the metaphor i loved how you described that in the book as well um that it's really about um, not shying away from your your breakage <laughs> if you oh, like. Yeah. Yes, your um, embrace it.
1: Just embrace your imperfections. That's yeah. who you are. And sometimes, sometimes sometimes your imperfections they can become like super your superpowers. Uh, and like you you have you can you can notice in your people the people you love around you like sometimes one like personality quirk is what will make you thrive in life yes yeah. Yeah. imagine oh he's a little bit crazy on that like but that's, <laughs> that's
0: good. yeah well it's their unusualness that um is what is makes them so skillful that can happen too. You know, the the real um, most brilliant of people quite often had something unique that, you know, the teachers might have wanted to teach out of them. You know, for example, you'll never be any good if you do it that way. Mm, But it actually made them better. Mm, Um, And Hector, tell us about your new book that you've just... You just told me you've been writing the last few weeks and you've just I finished.
1: Talk about Ichigo ichi. Yeah, I've been writing this year. I've been writing so many books that I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, If if listeners want to get yeah, read Ikigai, Ichigo Ichie, I think, is a very easy read. Like that yeah. introduces you to many things about the tea ceremony and Japanese culture. And... And there is the, for people, so the first book of Ikigai is very good to get introduced to the concept of Ikigai. Yep. And this is where we went. uh, We went to live with the oldest people living in the world, like the, the elders of Ogimi in Okinawa. And we asked them about their Ikigai and their lifestyles. And we compile at the end of the book what we think are the the top, not secrets, but what are the rules of the, how do they live, the rules of Ikigai. But we don't give you, the first book is just to wash you with all this Ikigai philosophy. And then we wrote a second book, which is called The, The Ikigai Journey which i believe in australia it should be now already in the in the oh. shop
0: yeah um, i haven't seen it but i'll i'll certainly look now
1: and the ikigai journey uh, it's a book which we give uh, 35 practical lessons or ideas that you want and you can cherry pick the ones that are more for your personality yeah all these will Help you if if you still want if you're lost if you read the first book and say okay I'm lost I don't know what my ikigai is then the second book is perfect because we will we will basically guide you like you're doing exercises yes well like you're doing here with your podcasting like you're giving practical exercises to help you to unlock your subconscious yeah so some of the exercises are like to look back to when you were for example you were 15 years old and you loved doing something and now you are maybe 40 or 50 and you've never had the time to revisit that right Uh, yeah and you have this thing in your mind that when you have this memory close your eyes you look back at when you were doing that when you were 15 years old and you were the most happy person ever but now you're not doing it it may be yeah. whatever you play the guitar or you liked playing tennis and now you're not doing doing it so this is a very good exercise to okay uh retake things that were lost in time in your life oh, and fantastic. these are pragmatic exercises but we We also give it a texture of uh, Japanese beauty. All the book is a structure in a travel. You're traveling with us around Japan in a a bullet train. Um, Through the bullet train, you're stopping in different stations. And each station is teaching you a lesson on on how to find your Ikigai. Uh, This is uh, the Ikigai journey. I That's think
0: fantastic. Yeah. Well, that would have been fun to write you because you
1: have everything. I guess involved.
0: in the original, you, the first Icky Guy book, you're really writing about the concept, but this second one, you have really had to go and uh, do something different, which is apply that and, and I guess use some of your imagination to do that too.
1: Yes. <laughs> I also wrote it to myself. Okay, what do I need to do? Ah like every day. Like that, like fantastic. What works are not. So and some of the exercises have sticked with me for a long while. Like I keep doing them. So for example, there is one at the end of the day you write down what are the top three things that you enjoyed the most doing today and the three things that you didn't like and you write this every day and it's surprising how many things repeat and after 15 days you will notice in the things that you don't like doing but you keep doing every day (laughs) you you didn't notice right so just writing it down and it's very simple you can write it in a post-it or even in your like whatever you prefer in a smartphone in a text file top three things like less like worst three things the worst thing it could be like i had to talk with this client i don't like or i had to do this task that i hate and then once you notice a pattern you start making it might be hard like I recognize it sometimes it's like, I don't like my boss, (laughs) like, so (laughs) so that's that's very, but it might help you to start making some decisions to to, to start changing. Yeah. It's coming up to the surface. Changing your life, like changing little things like, okay, let's change this so I can change direction.
0: Yeah. Oh, really interesting. That's good. Um, well, we could chat for hours, Hector. I've got no That's doubt true. about that. Um, thank you so much. I'm very humbled that you uh, were happy to speak to us. Um, and we wish you all the success in your future books. And uh, I know that you will have because they're just not only intriguing, but they're really adding such value, I think, to people's lives. I mean, you talked about that in your own icky guy, but uh, there's just no doubt that being able to absorb something like that and um, apply it to your own life, it's really what, what people are looking for, I believe, um, in today's fast-paced world, which I think does search for perfection and just allow us a little bit of forgiveness and framework to design our life for the better so thank you
1: thank you for having me
0: if you're looking for a community of like minded people who are going on a journey similar to you then I invite you to join the grasses greener Facebook group where you can connect share and learn from other people just like you the information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.